Rebellions are built on hope. Welcome to another episode of Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. How are you guys doing? Another great Star Wars weekend. Um, I'm your host, Alberto Calderon. As always, thank you for being here and joining us today. He was here, I don't know, two, three weeks ago. Alti, he's becoming one of our regulars. And of course, you know him down there. Andrew from the Outer Rim Reads, last time he took over. And maybe he'll have to again because connections everywhere are a little bit weird. So we'll see. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing fine. I'm doing really good. It's nice to be back. It's always nice to be back on your show, man. I'm excited to talk about uh, the, the what we've got on the on the yeah. board today. It's good to be back. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. I most of it's lightsaber stuff, but it's man, it's like when I was talking with Otti a few weeks ago, our favorite Hispanic Latin actors in Star Wars. We started like yeah, there's like two or three that we know, and then the list ended up like 15. Same with lightsaber battles. Yeah, I know the the movie battles there's a few i can name off and then you start thinking about the animated series and all the other stuff and then okay how can i shorten this to my top three and it's impossible i don't know we'll figure a way to talk about them but ah and yeah andrew you're ready in a few weeks you'll be back for our big star wars people trilogy trivia (laughs) are you ready for that one You know, I I do host some Star Wars trivia nights myself, but I've never actually been on the other end of it. So I'm hoping that all the times I've had to come up with questions, it's like, all right, I know everything, but I probably don't at all. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. (laughs) I I always pride myself saying that, oh, I know so much about Star Wars. And I did the quiz thing for the Mm -hmm. Dragon Con um, trivia. I raged quit like halfway through. (laughs) You raged quit a trivia. (laughs) I, I was shocked. I'm like, yeah, I know nothing. <laughs> I think I got about, was it 50 questions? I think I got like 26 or something like that. Which, ah, okay, but some of them were just guesses. I'm like, I have no idea what you're asking, so I'll just pick A. So I might have to find a link to that. I don't think I've uh, taken oh, that before. <laughs> it, it, I'm sure you can find it. It, it yeah. ran around Twitter like a, a, yeah. like a month ago or something. Yeah, whenever Dragon Con was going on, someone no. posted the, not the main trivia, but kind of the qualifying that they do. And everyone was posting their results. And at least it, it wasn't looking too good. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Like it, it's, I don't know. It, it won't be that hard. It's most, I won't say anything because I don't want to give you a, a leg up oh, for no. the competition, but. I'm, I'm very excited for that episode too. Yeah, to watch yeah. It, I mean. it's gonna be fun. A lot. We have five people competing. It's gonna be great. Uh, but yeah, and Andrew, you finally started reading the High Republic. I have my High Republic shirt. Finally got one. <laughs> Your Light of the Jedi. How's it going so far? I know you're still in the first kind of first ten chapters that you've kind of yeah. put out there on your show. Yeah, it's. Um, I've read through. Uh, I've read and recorded through fifteen, but I only have published through like. Uh, nine i think and it's just it's rough man it's because i you know i'm oh i'm not reading past what i record so i'm still like yeah only through uh chapter 15 i think and it's just it's a ride and a half i yeah. was not expecting any of that even like the first two chapters mm-hmm. you know i thought there'd be some kind of reprieve but still like 15 chapters in and it's it's still still going yeah. <laughs> still going it's so right. <laughs> you know, yeah it's uh i'm i'm holding on i'm i'm waiting for the light of the jedi to actually like happen uh so we'll see <laughs> are you enjoying it or oh i'm loving it it's like okay. i 
you know, I, I really wish that I could read through all of it and and not have to go with the schedule. I'm really enjoying it. It's it's uh, probably one of the most entertaining and gripping Star Wars books that I've it's, ever read. At yeah. what cost, though? I'm still trying to determine. But... Yeah, it's still my favorite, man. Like, it's with, with it's all that's come out, it's, that that one's still my favorite. Yeah, there's a lot. All I haven't read a high republic book, be it the adult novels, the YA, or even the the middle grade that I haven't enjoyed. All of them have given me something new to kind of think about in Star Wars. Every every book has some great characters. And the main story, again, just we won't talk about enough to spoil Andrew, but you're in for a ride, man. It just Light of the Jedi, it's one of the best out there, and then everything else just keeps going. So yeah. All right, but with that kind of out of the way, as always, guys, if you're watching this live, thank you for being here. If you're watching this later on the replay, thank you also. But make sure to like this video, comment down below some of your favorite lightsaber battles or anything that we're going to be covering today, and subscribe. Let's see how quickly we can get to like 150 subscribers, 200, whatever. We're on our way. But we talked a little bit about books, and there's some more books that we're going to talk about today. But if you guys are ready, I'm not ready. Let's talk Star Wars and Star Wars news. Star Wars news. And our first news, before we get to those books that I just mentioned, it's a quick rumor that came out this week. I think it was, was it Jordan Mason, maybe on Twitter, kind of posted that he's seen, of his heard, again, rumors that the Obi-Wan Kenobi series will be debuting in May of 2022. Um, surprise, are you guys surprised by this kind of date where we might see Kenobi? Does it seem early to you guys or just on point? Yeah, it should be coming out soon. What do you think, Cody? So when you posted it in the, in the chat for this episode, you actually put, put the news. I was like, that's like far-fetched. <laughs> but then I started to think about it and how Marvel crammed in three shows in three months. I think it was, or yeah. maybe a little bit more. And it's possible. Like, it, it really, really is. You, you could do Boba Fett. It's, Boba Fett starts at, at the end of December, so it'll go in, until January. You could have Andor start in at the end of January, and then who knows? Like, it, It's possible. I, I, I'll say it probably will come out like a bit later, mm -hmm. but I, I think it's possible. Yeah, I, I, I think I was surprised to see it as early as it is rumored to to be. I think it kind of tracks, you know, with like May. It's a, you know, obviously, it's, you know, kind of Star Wars month, you know, with May the fourth and all that. It, it could make sense, but I, I think it might. If I had to like place a bet, I think it would kind of be a little bit later, maybe into the summer fall. Um, but then again, I don't know how that would stack up against, you know, if Mando season three will be, uh, you know, 2022 as well. I, you know, I think it, it could happen, uh, especially given how like the Marvel shows, um, you know, have been released, but yeah, I think it might be a little bit later. I don't know. I was surprised to see it May, 2022. I wouldn't mind, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I would bet a little bit later than that, but either way, can't complain. <laughs> yeah. I'm I don't know. I've been in both camps. When it came out, I'm like, May 22, it's, it's too early. What about Andor? Because we've been hearing about Andor way before Kenobi. And like you said, Andrew, yeah, May may make sense. It's Star Wars month, May the 5th or May the 4th, and then May 25th and all that stuff makes sense. But at the same time, that's what they did with Solo, right? 
everything had come out in December and they decided no Han Solo movie. We're going back to, to May. That's used to be Star Wars month. And then everything that happened, happened. They just got, it got crammed in there because Avengers mm -hmm. and it kind of took over everything. So I hope they don't fall through the same mistakes. But then I start thinking, well, I think Andrew's you know, is a much larger, larger scale than the Kenobi show. Yeah. Kenobi, we've seen you um, say in every interview, hey, we'll be, you're, we're using the volume. It's a great technology. So it's pretty, pretty sure a more quick production. And uh, post-production probably is not that big because a lot of it should be there already. And or from what I've seen, they've never mentioned the volume. I'm sure they're going to be using it. But some of the leaks out there are always on location somewhere. When they did that little preview back in December, a lot of aliens, a lot of sets. So I'm guessing that post-production, even though both shows are finished filming already, I think that post-production for Andrew is going to take longer than Kenobi. So maybe Kenobi does come after Boba Fett. But we don't know, I think. The, how long the Boba Fett show is going to be. I think it's rumored to be eight episodes, same as Mando, which makes sense. Starts December 29th, so that's basically January. So it will mm -hmm. be mid-February, late February that that ends. If they jam Andor in there, which again, we don't know how many episodes, then it's going to be, I think, uh, again, everything jammed in for then can we to come. So if it's um, Boba Fett show, the, the book of Boba Fett and then give it a month off with nothing, a month, month and a half, and then drop Kenobi, it does make sense. And I think Mandalorian season three is going to be at the end of the year, probably and sure. in yeah. August or something, and then Mando season three at the end, and somewhere yeah, in between sure. Bad Batch season two. So I don't know. Again, it's a yeah, lot of it's, five shows. It's, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll probably get more clarity by the Disney Plus day. Yeah. And yeah, that's in November. It's right? a few weeks, November seventeenth, I think. So let's yeah, say a month away. That's. I really hope they like give us a schedule. Like this yeah. is what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> on roadmap. We, yeah. On that show, because if you follow me on Twitter, I had a messed up week when I recorded my vision talk with Lauren Romo last week. Whatever, I'm not gonna get into it. But we re-recorded again two days ago on Friday. But when we talked that first time, we talked about how. I don't want to say messed up, but how different the marketing and everything for the, the MCU shows are compared to Star Wars. MCU seems to be on a perfect track. They're promoting like three things at the same time. Star Wars is doing one thing at a time and everything. Oh, Book of Boba Fett is coming. We have no trailer. Most likely it's going to come on November 17th and then the show starts in December. We're going to watch it because we're in this space, but the general audience don't, doesn't know about it. And that's why Disney Plus is so great because it brings a general audiences, but you got to bring them in. We've seen that Star Wars is not this big thing that it was even when the prequels came in. MCU is a big thing, so they have that luxury of everyone's going to watch it. Star Wars needs to do a little bit more with marketing, so I hope that they don't just think, yeah, Star Wars people are going to watch it and start giving us all that stuff. So hopefully we get the trailer for Boba Fett and more information for Andor, Kenobi, and everything that's going to happen next year. So. We can only hope. So, all right, before we move to our next episode, I mean, next news item, let's say hi to a few people. Mo is here. What's up, y'all? Glad to be here. Glad to have you, Mo. And Amy Guerra. Hey, everybody. And I love that you have Ola Jarani as your avatar, my favorite Jedi for the High Republic. Andrew hasn't met her yet. Once you do oh. it, yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to hold she, you back, but I appreciate the no spoilers. She's awesome. <laughs> yes. All right. So, Moving on to our second news item, and it's books, Andrew. This is 
around your wheelhouse. I know you my take... bread and butter. <laughs> yeah. So new books. We just got a review last I mean, two days ago about four new books are gonna be dropping in 2022 again. If you don't watch the TV shows, that's fine. Books is where it's at. I'll say one thing for me right now, Star Wars books, it's my favorite Star Wars publishing. It's my favorite Star Wars recently. So very excited for this new book. So we have Shadow of the Sith by Adam Christopher that's dropping June 28th. This is a Luke Lando story, Ocho Bestoon, uh, race parents are gonna be involved, the Emperor, Exegol, Sith Eternals. Love everything that I heard about this book. That's my most anticipated. Uh, Padawan is a Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi and a Jean story recent, written by Kirsten White coming in July 26th. Obi-Wan and Kenobi, Obi-Wan and Kenobi, come on. Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, kind of an adventure. It's a young Obi-Wan. He wants to be there going and do Jedi stuff, but Qui-Gon is keeping him in the, in the temple. He's doing his Qui-Gon stuff and then Kenobi is able to go on an adventure by himself. Uh, Brotherhood, which is then an Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin story set at the beginning of the Clone Wars by Mike Chen, coming May 10th. And then sto stories, oh, let me, real quick, Brotherhood, it's Kenobi has to go to uh, Katonemodia and deal with an explosion there. The Separatists think the Republics are behind it. Does this then comes what that great line in Attack of the Clones, that <laughs> business on Katonemodia doesn't count. And then Stories of Jedi and Sith, which is an anthology by 10 Star Wars authors, and that's coming June 7th. So, guys, you saw this news. Are you excited? And one, which one of these books kind of screams at you? I'm excited. Uh, oh, sorry, yeah. you can go ahead. <laughs> yeah, Shadows of the Sith. That's. I mean, I'm excited for all of it, but you know, that, that's a showstopper. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's, I, you know, I think when it comes down to it, Shadow of the Sith uh, is probably the one that I most anticipated, uh, have the most anticipation for. But at the same time, getting the answer of what that business on Cater Nemordia was, it's like that is the yeah. biggest question that we've been left with in Star Wars for years. Uh, so that'll be, that'll be an interesting story, just also exploring more of Obi-Wan and Anakin's dynamic early on. And I think uh, when I was reading the kind of the synopsis, It'll also include uh, Anakin's uh, knighting, uh, which I think will be mm -hmm. interesting, uh, especially, you know, we were, we were talking off air about, you know, uh, a little bit about the Clone Wars uh, 2003 show and how the, yeah. that included that bit. So I wonder to, to see how similar or different that'll be. But I think Shadow of the Sith is, it's going to answer so many questions and provide so much context yes. to so much that really set up the rise of Skywalker with, you know, a lot of potential and depth of storytelling and all that. And to get all these answers of Ray's parents and Exegol and Sith Eternal and Lando and Luke, it's that, that is going to be exciting. Uh, yes. They all will, but that one, especially, I think. So yeah. you're right. That brotherhood one, it's can always, I mean, Anakin is just going from part one to a brand new Jedi Knight. So hopefully we get there. We get that. Then Anakin makes it to Karen Emodia with, uh, I think with a new, not a Padawan, but like a, a new youngling or something. Who I don't, we don't know anything that he had a youngling into. So it's gonna be interesting. Shadow of the Sith, of course, that one also for me is my most anticipated. When I started reading, Luke and Lando, and I'm okay. I get it that they were together. I really don't care too much about it. But then reading the full synopsis, I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. That's why you need to read the whole article and not just the first couple of sentences. It just looks 
sounds extremely entertaining, answers all those questions that a lot of people wanted out there that says, said that oh, Rise of Skywalker just kind of came out of nowhere. What are your thoughts? Because I've seen both positive and negative for this. Some people saying, oh, don't try to fix the sequel trilogy or trust because you made a mistake and now you're jamming this here to try to fix your mistakes. To me, it makes sense. A lot of people, a lot of, a lot of us have been saying this is the same thing they did with the prequels. The Clone Wars came in and a lot of people's love for the prequels came from the Clone Wars because, yeah, this builds up and does a better relationship showing Anakin's and Obi-Wan's kind of becoming brothers that we didn't see in the prequel trilogy. The Clone Wars helped that. So I just see the same way here that this novel and I'm sure other shows and other books are going to do kind of uh, highlight what we love about the sequel trilogy, and they may kind of explain some of those stuff that didn't make a little bit of sense, which again, that's that's what Star Wars always does. So for me, that's totally fine. I don't know why some people are kind of against it, but we'll see. I I wanted to mention two things. Um, to that point, yeah, like, we've been trying to fix the prequels since they came <laughs> out. Like it's, and Star Wars is constantly going back to the same thing telling new stories how many times have we gone back to the original trilogy and yeah. told new stories and find new spaces to tell new stories so i don't really mind it's it, it was bound to happen because that line in rise of skywalker i i don't know about you but when i heard it yeah, there's a book coming out about this like or a, or a, i don't know a comic or something like there's a story here and you know it's i don't know i i was happy to you know contrary to contrary to you I just saw Lando and Luke. I was like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and yeah, I, and I wanted to mention there's the, there's two Kenobi books um, mm -hmm. or two Kenobi related books. Could we possibly think that that's set up for the show? Not necessarily like those stories are set up for the show, but it's like the lead up and hyping up, you know, this character to take us to that show. So Brotherhood makes sense, which is the Obi-Wan Kenobi Anakin story, because that game comes out May 10th. And if this rumor that the Kenobi show is coming somewhere, let's say May 25, then it makes sense that it sets up that their connections. Because even the synopsis says it changes from master and apprentice to brothers or becoming that brotherhood. And then you have the show that you know they're going to have to figure that out. So it makes complete sense that it's coming out at that time. And then we haven't talked too much about it, but our friend on the chat, Amy Guerra, she adds, so excited about Padawan. I love the Master and Apprentice dynamic and can't wait to see something of a prequel to Master and Apprentice, which is one of my favorite Star Wars books of all time. Of course, by the great Claudia Gray. So she is the best. Yeah. <laughs> and Padawan, great thing about Padawan, because the author, Christian Kirsten White, came out and said, all right, this is before Master and Apprentice. And this is before Mandalore and Satin, so don't ask me anything about it. Uh, it won't have that. It's a thin story. Way. <laughs> That's we separate. We still need that story. Yeah. So we still do. It'll happen. It will happen. But for it's good sure. that she just came out the same day and said, this is not it. Because, you know, for the next six months, is this when they met? Is this when they met? So, yeah. no. That's so Maybe Claudia Gray will write that. There's some, there's some oh, great, a lot of I great authors, but give me that one. All right, so we're here to talk lightsabers, and let's go and talk some lightsabers. So today on our main topic, we're talking about our favorite lightsaber fights, so or battles or duels. It's lightsabers. <laughs>
All right. So, like we said, even before we started recording and right where we started, lightsabers is difficult. It's difficult if we want to make a ranking because there's so much to kind of decide what what we look for. So let's start right there. What for you guys? What makes? Let me start over. Should do a better intro. This is why I don't do just straight <laughs> podcast now. So we just stop and start all over. But lightsabers. Lightsabers are one of the most iconic item in Star Wars. The sound, the design, we all love the hills, we all love collecting them. I have them back there, my Dooku one and my Anakin. We just love lightsabers so much. It's one of those iconic things in Star Wars. But talking about lightsaber fights, what makes a good lightsaber duel, lightsaber battle, or what do you look for when you're watching a lightsaber fight to say, okay, this one stands out from this other one, Ot, if you want to start? Yeah, so, man, it's hard because there's lightsaber fights that are just cool, like. <laughs> but I feel like I'm more drawn to those that have like, like they're moving their story forward. They're mm-hmm. just not, they're not just something that's happening to entertain us. They're pushing these characters, the characters involved, further into their story. So that's basically what I I look the most for. Thankfully, some of these fights that actually do that are actually very, very cool. So we'll get into many of them, but yeah, that, that's what I look for the most because there's a bunch of them that you know we, we have these Jedi fighting. Um, you know, for example, Geonosis, it's not a lightsaber fight, but there's lightsabers involved, and yeah, no, it's cool and it's pushing the story forward, but it, it doesn't tell me anything about the characters, I, I, and that's I think w- what I'm looking for, what it tells me about these characters. Okay, what about you, Andrew? Uh, I I think I agree with a lot of that. Um, I think when I was thinking about it earlier, if I'm just being totally honest, like one of the first things that really grips me when I watch a lightsaber fight is is how it looks, uh, you know, and you know the the accompanying score and all that kind of like the pieces that create the scene. Um, and then you know when I get to think about it, actually, like what's at stake here? Because uh, stakes, I think. Uh, matter you know in, in a given lightsaber fight you know because as Odie was saying you know it could look cool but if it doesn't mean anything then you know what does that actually do for the viewer but yeah i think there are a lot of pieces for me uh one you know, but one of the uh kind of core ones are, are in the end i think how it looks but then also what's at stake in yeah. the duel um and there, there are some that look cool but they might not have any stakes and that you know that won't break as high in the rankings for me but i think it's a combination of visuals and then also the story behind it and in it that make it for me. Mm-hmm. Similar, I I was gonna say just the emotion behind it. Uh, I have to have some of emotional connection to it. If not, yes, I like to it looks cool and there's nothing wrong with that. If you watch our Visions episode, why is that Twins my favorite Visions episode? Because it's cool, it's chaotic, but it makes no sense, but I don't care because I'm entertained and sometimes that's enough. But if you're making a list to say, okay, this one ranks higher than this other one, for me, there has to be certain emotional connection to it, and also the music. John Williams, just the music that he brings to some of those duels just brings that emotion to it, even if you don't feel it directly with some of those characters because it might be the first one in a new trilogy. But the music just helps so much. So for me, it's that emotional connection that the characters are having and that I feel with them, and of course, the music behind it. Um, so lightsaber, types of lightsaber battle, there is, you can go with the original trilogy, which I think is more, there's more slow, more methodical, which again, it's the times which it, they were kind of made. 
prequels. A lot of people love them, but also criticize they're a little too choreographed, uh, but they're extremely fast. But yeah, why do you need to strike up here? You're not, eh, whatever, it looks cool, just go with it. <laughs> and then the sequel trilogy, I think it's a little bit more stylized, but it's also more contained. So it's kind of in between those two. Uh, do you have a favorite type of battle between those three trilogies or, or even the Clone Wars? Animation is different because you can just go all out. And maybe those are some of your favorites. So if you had to choose what type of lightsaber fight do you kind of gravitate towards? Is any of those or just a mix? Andrew, go ahead. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's a really good question. Because, uh, you know, when, when I think about my favorite duel, it would not be it wouldn't be actually related to my answer to this question. Uh, I would probably go with the sequel trilogy style. I think there's specifically thinking about Ray versus Kylo, you know, in Rise of Skywalker on like the Death Star ruins. Uh, there's, it seems like they're they're kind of like rawer, kind of like more kind of human, you yeah. know, almost more human like uh, than than the other, you know, in the originals and the prequels. It just seems like there's just I don't know. It, it feels more real, where it's like you can see the actual like effort from Ray and Kylo, and kind of the, you know, putting everything into it, but also like the strain of a lightsaber duel. I think a lot of people criticize that duel for, you know, kind of being a little bit clunky. But you know, when you factor in like the emotion of what they're feeling and the stakes at hand, I think it makes sense. I think the the middle ground between the two, uh, I would go with that. It's it's not too fancy. It feels real. I think. Uh, in, in my opinion, I think I would go with the sequel style, and we didn't get a lot, but but I really enjoy the ones that we did get. Um, so yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I really like the the sequel style, and you know, in, in, Ray as as the movies go forward, you see her develop a style. You know how she holds yeah. the lightsaber, how she defends, but most of the times she seems like she's fighting to survive like she's just like especially in that one in, in force awakens she's just like trying to i don't want to say buy time but just like get out of that situation specifically yeah. not necessarily be this master jedi so it, they they are like a bit raw and they feel like more human more like i how i think it would be the, the I really like the prequel fights. I really, really enjoy them. But at times, I, I, I like the, that rawness from, from the sequels in the sense that, for example, we see Anakin angry in some fights, and he's still like fighting with the style <laughs> and this dance of sorts. And I like it, like just seeing Ray scream and just you know <laughs> lash out with that, like or Kylo, for example. So I, I like that they have like a bit more emotion to them. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can see in just the Force Awakens, every time Kylo gets angry, he just turns on the lightsaber and starts wrecking shop, which is probably what any of us would do <laughs> if we had a real lightsaber and something happening. So we do, it is a more human fight. And I do like what you said, Andrew, that it shows as the longer the fights are going that they start to get a little bit tired, especially in that battle on top of the Death Star. By the end, Rey is just defeated emotionally and mentally and physically. But at that point, she's just swinging. Just like there is heavyweight boxers just throwing Hail Mary because that's all they have left. That's <laughs> all that she was doing. And that's how Kylo, he defeated her like five minutes before that battle ended. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I do prefer the, the sequel trilogy style. 
that doesn't mean that the sequel trilogy will be on top when we do our ranking. But before we move a little bit forward, let's see. So Mo is saying that for her, what stands out in a lightsaber battle or a saber battle is the emotion. It gives the battle more depth. And Amy is adding that she, she agrees and the stakes are so important. What emotion each combatant is bringing into the battle and what the outcome means to them. So before we go into some honor, honorable mention, I always have trouble with that word, and our top three. I don't know if this is going to be an honor uh, before I get to that. So a lot of people have complained. Again, I don't want to say complain, but they keep saying, are they going to do something they can always show, even in, mm -hmm. in Rogue One before it came out, or in the Clone Wars, in Rebels, to show how Darth Vader went from this maniacal, great lightsaber duelist to what we met in a new hope with just kind of those stabbing motions do you have any critique about it? i don't care because it again it makes sense don't think about it story-wise it came out in 1977 with all those gears it makes sense it will be a slower duel uh they didn't have doubles and face swapping like they do now so that was Alec guinness doing all that fighting on most of it so it makes sense do you guys care that the difference between kenobi and vader prequel to the original or just yeah just go with it nope <laughs> <laughs> i mean i know that there was someone who had like remade the duel oh, from yeah. episode four which i you know i really enjoyed that you mm. know much more the prequel style of fighting but i don't i don't care like it's yeah it's, don't, this doesn't need to be explained it, I, I don't think it does. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I only hope it's closer to the sequels than the original trilogy. But hey, if 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 Hayden Christensen is you know moving like David Prowse, whatever. I don't care. I just want to yeah. see them fight. <laughs> yeah. It, that's I don't know. I think like a real just an unavoidable factor is what you were saying. It's like kind of it was made in. We have to take the time period, yeah. like like the context of the time in, in which it was made, and you know. Star Wars like retcons itself all over the place. Like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. And yeah. it's just what it what the what the story brings at that moment, I think, mm -hmm. is is what will resonate with me. I don't need them to you know <laughs> tweak things here and there because of you know what yeah. people have complained about. It doesn't make a difference to me at all. All right. And I don't know if this is gonna make one of your lists. I just want to mention because it's one of those things, at least for myself, so that Yoda and Count Dooku fight in Attack of the Clones. When it came out, I don't know you guys, but this is one of those things in the theaters that everyone went nuts about it, seeing Yoda just finally <laughs> dropping that cane and going crazy 360s and all that stuff. And now people make fun of it. Oh, it's too CGI, it doesn't make sense, all this stuff. Did you guys enjoy that when it came out? You go nuts? I, I, I remember my theater lost their mind. I remember <laughs> being on the theater that day. I, I like it. I remember liking it. I still like it. It's silly. Like, <laughs> it's fine. I don't care. It's I, you know, it's not. I won't roll my my eyes at it. It's, it's just classic George. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I I don't think that I saw it in, in theaters, but I remember that and my mom was the one who introduced me and my brothers to Star Wars. And when she had seen it, and she was like raving about it, like, oh, Yoda <laughs> became like this absolute beast with the, with the lightsaber. And so that kind of translated to us when we saw it. We're like, Yoda did that? What? Yeah. Like, it's, I think it will, it's timeless for, like, it is silly, but I think for me, it's timeless. Just, uh, you know, with, I think, seeing what it meant to like my mom and then kind of mm -hmm. that resonating with, with me, I think it'll always be cool. You know, mm -hmm. is it my favorite duel? Like, no, by any stretch, but <laughs> I think also 
you know, two really skilled lightsaber duelists, like just duking it out because, you know, Dooku, obviously, <laughs> and then Yoda, Grandmaster. Yeah. It's, you know, like just two kind of lightsaber legends just going at it. I, I think it's enjoyable. Uh, yeah. It's visually pleasing. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, not similar to those, those things that once a lot of people enjoy, then it's not cool to like it and everyone starts bashing on it. I think it went through that phase because that's coming out of Attack of the Clones. That was what most people were talking about. Just, oh, Yoda at the end versus yeah. Duke. And then it's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It just doesn't make sense. But it's enjoyable. It's silly. But like you said, oh, it's very George Lucas. All right. So as we try to narrow down our list of lightsaber <laughs> battles, like I said, I'm sure if we say, hey, let's rank or just kind of go down the list of movie fights we can probably kind of mention all of them but there's so many lightsaber fights when you chime in with clone wars rebels not really mandalorian but there are some lightsabers in there and now with all the new shows but trying to bring this down to a reasonable number some of our honorable mentions that didn't make our top three top five i get a list i don't know if you guys want to start because I think, I think there might be some surprises on both our sides or all of our sides, what makes our top list and what makes the mentions list. So Andrew, let's start with you. Some of those didn't quite make it to the top. And we'll yeah. pick one or two to discuss why you're wrong. Yeah, I think when I think about an honorable mention, one that I really enjoyed, but you know, yeah, doesn't crack the uh, the mm -hmm. rankings, I think from the Clone Wars, Obi-Wan versus Maul and Savage, uh, you know, when he took on mm -hmm. the two lightsabers and was dueling them. I forget the name of the planet. But, you know, obviously anything with Obi-Wan and Maul, it's like, yes, please more. And then add the, you know, Maul's brother there, Savage too. I just thought it was a really cool fight. Obviously the backstory and the history between Maul and Kenobi. And then, uh, you know, I think just the concept, the context of the greater episode with Hondo and all that, and the pirates just added to, added to the moment. But I think Obi Wan just taking on hmm. Maul and Savage, it's just it, that resonates with me. From you know, whenever I think about Clone Wars and Obi Wan, that's one of the things that I instantly think of. It was especially just wielding two lightsabers and just yeah. really just going at it, and you know, his hairs in his face and all that. It was really just a, an emotional fight. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> But Otto, you got a honorable mention or a few? I have a few. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just as we're speaking, I'm tweaking my list in my head. <laughs> and I, I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to put the Obi-Wan and Anakin fight in my honorable mention. Oh, it's it's probably my favorite fight. <laughs> but... OK, he's gone. <laughs> he's not allowed to be on the show anymore. So Andrew, what do you think of lightsaber? <laughs> Come on, what are you saying? Wow, I okay. love that. I love that so much. I love it. So oh, the, the reason is I hope, as I said, I hope one of you put it on your list and we'll discuss it because it's actually my favorite. But I don't feel like I'm talking too much about it today. So I'm putting it on, on a lower tier. Um, I'm also, I want to mention the Vader Luke, the first one, the... Mm -hmm the one in Empire Strikes Back. I just love that scene so much because it's just so well done. The, the directing, the, the the acting, the music, everything. It's just so, so well done. And it, it all, you know, goes down to that reveal. But it, the fight overall, it's very cool and how Vader gets pissed off progressively. 
Um, <laughs> and I, I also want to mention the, and maybe you won't take me out, but people will tell <laughs> me. I'll put here put this one in honorable mentions, but the the obi-wan mall fight it's also one of my favorites but there's one in rebels that i want to talk about more mm. and this one has been so overly discussed because it's so good but so i'm leaving it out and the one we were talking about before we started the asajj anakin fight sure i forgot how much i loved that fight and i remember when i was a kid seeing the trailer for that episode in Cartoon Network, and it was just so cool what was going on. And rewatching it this week, I just it, it all like came back to me how cool that fight is. So, Ori, I hope that you've enjoyed your time on Red or Rebellion because <laughs> after today, I think you're not invited again. I kill Hey, 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 I geeked out with you when I we should. did that Revenge of the Sith watch party it was it fun i love that fight but i'm just leaving it out for today <laughs> yeah but you did two you mentioned two and oh, welcome okay. all right so i mean when you hear my you might think about my own show so some of my mentions is luke and vader but the return of the jedi one okay okay i'm sorry i know that's one of people's favorite out there and this is one that maybe might have made a top five it didn't make my top three I do prefer the Luke versus Vader in Empire Strikes Back, which is one of those that I was debating if it was going to be in my top three. It's definitely top five. I like that one better because it showed me Vader as this monster. He was toying with Luke all over the place. Mm -hmm. But the Luke and Vader in Return of the Jedi, of course, is a great one. Uh, Luke going nuts when he mentions, oh, maybe your sister will turn and then never and just starts wrecking shop. And the music, if you're talking about emotion, it's right there, just hacking down on Vader till he realizes oh, I'm becoming what I'm trying to to stop. So it is very emotional. The music, everything that I mentioned that I love about lighter battles is there. Just eh, there's some that I like better. And a few others that just right there. And the problem with me doing some of this list, I go straight to the movies. I forget because again, Clone Wars is so fast. Seven, there's like hundreds of episodes. I can't know all of them. But the Ahsoka versus Maul in Siege of Mandalore, that's a great, yeah. great lightsaber battle. Just inching a little bit out of my top five, but that's a great one. And last one that I'll mention as my honorable, just in case you have some others, Andrew, that you want to mention is. Ray and Kylo versus the Praetorian Guards in The Last Jedi. Um, this might come up in, on your guys' list. My problem with this one, it might just be a petty thing. So I didn't enjoy the music on it. There's, I don't know. Really? I, I was expecting, I think that one deserves a more kind of Duel of the Fates, kind of Battle of the Heroes kind of theme behind it. To me, it didn't hit me emotionally. It's a great battle. I'm not gonna be one of those people out there that say, "Oh, that analyzes every microsecond to say a why blade. it didn't work." Yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's a great fight. It just if I, it's it's there. It's in my mentions, but it doesn't make my top. So, Andrew, do you have any other honor honorable mention before we move to our top? Um, I think I will bring in the uh, Ray versus Kylo from Rise of Skywalker into the honorable mentions. Uh, you know, it doesn't crack up there with some of the others, but I do think uh, I really enjoyed that duel and like what it looked like and and felt like for for uh, Ray and Kylo. I think that one and I, you you had mentioned uh, 
uh, Luke vs. Vader, Return of the Jedi, which, uh, you know, is not one of my favorite Star Wars movies. And, you know, the, I think the duel itself is fantastic. But, uh, you know, there are others that I rank a little bit higher than that. So I, I think you would and, and the Ahsoka and Maul uh, from Siege of Mandalore. So a couple have already been mentioned, but I think I'll throw uh, Rey and Kylo in there. And you're talking about the last one, right? The one in the Death Star, not the the one in Kajimi. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, on the Death Star, yeah. <laughs> okay, I do like the first one. I think I like the first one a little bit better. The one in Kajimi, and she's mm. on not Kajimi. Um, yeah, it's on Kajimi. She's on the Star Destroyer. I do like that because we had that. We haven't seen that before. This space whatever battle. Uh, but yeah, and then the, the cool thing about that one in the Death Star, it's that's the more the most prequel like fight in the sequel trilogy. They're doing all these high jumps, crashing through water, so it's a great fight. <laughs> but yeah, it doesn't make it's actually one of when we go to our viewer comments, it will mm. come up. All right, so let's talk about top. I said top three, but if you guys have more than three, that's fine. You would have um, told me, and we, you wouldn't have taken me out of the show because it would have been there. No, so we're taking, sticking with top three because I won't go back. You're kicked out, and you're going to stay kicked out for that. All right, so before one, we'll start with you, Alti, just in case I need to kick you out again. But before we get there, Mo mentions, honorable mention for her is Kanan versus the Grand Inquisitor in Rebels. Mm -hmm. Great one. They fight a few times, but it yeah. might come up in our discussion Ooh. later. And sorry, one of my dogs just sparked really loud. He's chipping in too. Yeah, it's like, oh, you He's guys. Mad at me. Yeah, get that guy out of here. <laughs> All right, so Alti, some of your top, your top three. If you want to say your third favorite, then we'll go around three to one. Sure. Yeah. So my number three. Let's just take what we were just talking about, and it's actually the Ray and Kylo fight in okay. in Rise of Skywalker, the one in the Death Star. I just love the imagery of it. You know, the, you have the the grandson of Darth Vader and the granddaughter of Palpatine fighting in this iconic place where they once stood. I love the emotion behind it, you know, Ray's mental, you know, having this mental breakdown, like, what's going on? I'm not who I thought I was. I'm, I'm disappointing Leia. And Kylo, on the other end, being like, oh, you can't go back. You're just like me. Come with me. And I, I really like that dynamic. And I I kind of hate that that's so early. It's not so early on in the movie. It's like right before the third act. But I think it if it had been like closer to the end, we could have had like maybe a bigger fight and maybe even be a bit more epic. And I think it kind of ends abruptly. But I think it, that's kind of the point. Like she, she has that moment when she she has that opportunity to stab him, and you know that's not the Jedi way. So she has to stop and you know rethink what she's doing and i i really like the fight mainly for the imagery but also for everything that's going on with them because it's a heavy moment for both of them yeah yeah it's a it's a great battle I mean, it's come up a few times on our, our talk today and there's the emotion on, on it there's some great music also and yeah the imagery just fighting with this wave crashing in on top of the death star very different to revenge of the Sith, of course with the lava the contrast yeah yeah, oh, true. We got the shot of Kylo coming out of the water. Yeah, that's, that, that was so great. Cool. That was yeah, great. She backs <laughs> all the way and lands in her Black Widow pose. Yeah. But yeah, it's kind of abrupt when it's like, oh, and 
always debate because he hears Leia's voice and that's he kind of freaks and just mm -hmm. gets frozen. And then that's when she takes the opportunity to stab him and basically kill her, kill him. Seems like a cheap move, but all right, we'll let it. it kind of happens. I don't know how Leia would have felt that because of her, that's why Ray, I don't know. Anyway, um, so Andrew, any I could see her talk about this for one hour, so. Yeah, you mentioned Andrew, that was on your honorable honorable mention. So what's your your number three? And then I'll say mine. Yeah, I think just just before I mention that, I do have to say uh, Daisy Ridley's acting in that um, in that duel, just the emotion that she conveyed was fantastic. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think for my number three, I was surprised, you know, when I thought of this, because uh, usually I think Battle of the Heroes would be up there. It's not in my top three today. Uh, so I'm glad take that was not an honorable on. mention. Yeah. <laughs> I want to finish this thought on that. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with, I really, um, one of the first things, one of the first duels that I thought of was Kanan versus the Grand Inquisitor in the finale for season one of Rebels. Uh, I think just their kind of rivalry throughout the season culminating in such a powerful, you know, classic, like on the on the ledge kind of fight, you know, big old drop and all that. And and just I think the what made that duel for me was, you know, when Kanan thought that Ezra was, you know, pushed off the edge to his death. And, you know, uh, the Grand Inquisitor asked, you know, you have no one, no one left to die for you. And then Kanan says, no, I have nothing left to fear. And then he just goes off. And and that moment and what it meant for Kanan uh, as a character, because a lot of what had been holding him back from being the master he could be for, for Ezra and moving on from the past of, you know, the, the trauma with Order 66 and, losing his master just that moment and and being free of his fear uh then i think the impact of that for his character and just the the visuals of that duel uh the grand inquisitor he's a hell of a duelist <laughs> but it was just it was it's a beautiful fight to watch uh i don't even mind the the spinning lightsabers and all that it was fantastic but i think that those lines there and how that impacted the duel cracks it into my top three i was not expecting that at the you know when i woke up this morning but here we are so <laughs> so not only is battle of the heroes not on your top three it wasn't even one of your mentions i was so, waiting for someone else to mention it <laughs> no, no this excuse oh, someone else would mention i'm done with those oh, man you're killing me both of you but it's i'm so it's surprising that that battle has come up a few times. Um, we just heard it on the chat. You have it, um, Lauren Roma. We'll see when we go through our viewer um, battles. Also mentions that one. So it's a, a lightsaber fight. It does resonate with a lot of people out there. And it is a great one. Most of the fights in Rebels are just pretty intense. And that one is one of those. All right, so for my top three, my number three, and again, I have, uh, it's hard. I'm gonna, okay. Kenobi versus Maul in Rebels. Sorry, Ate, I know you yeah. didn't have it, but that's... I knew you were going to put it. I, I know. It's, <laughs> it could go up. It could go to number two. We wouldn't crack a number one, but that, if we're talking about emotions, this 20 years in the making, these two have been going at it. All that Maul has ever wanted since the Phantom Menace is take revenge on Kenobi, and it came to this desert planet. You're a rat in the desert. Look what I've risen above. And we're all expect expecting this rehash, not rehash, but a kind of retake of the Phantom Menace and Duel of the Fates. 
but Kenobi is in a different plane at the, that moment. He he knows he's he's so in his game. He tons tons more with the Qui Gon pose, knowing what Maul is gonna do. Takes five seconds, strikes him down, and then holds him, cradles him. You're at peace now. I uh, see the chosen one. Will he avenge us? Yes, that's what I think. So that one not just all the all the box boxes for me just top tier lightsaber battle i know some people want to see it recreated in the kenobi series if it's the same maybe but don't change anything if you didn't watch it because it's animation that's on you go check it out yes. kenobi versus small is just top tier that 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 fight actually had a big impact and i i just remember because this friend just texted texted me I remember when that fight came out, I, I, you know, I was over the moon about it. And I have friends that love Star Wars, but they don't see a animated Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And this friend of mine found it online and he was losing his mind for this little <laughs> two minute fight, maybe. Mm -hmm. And it's it's so good. And, mm -hmm. you know, I started watching Rebels because I heard of that fight. Oh, <laughs> they, they, they meet each other again. I'm like, oh, my God. So I have to watch this show. And it would have been very easy for me to be disappointed, but I literally watched the show for that fight, and it it just hit me where it had to, and it, it's so so good. And that last moment when Kenobi grabs him, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah. I think when I had I I came to the Rebels train a little bit late, and I'd heard about that, and I'd seen kind of the shot, the iconic shot of them, you know, standing off uh, with you know the fire between them, or I don't know if the fire was. But, you know, their, their standoff, you know, against the night of Tatooine. And I will say this is where my two kind of what I like from a lightsaber duel actually conflicted because I came into it expecting like a, a grandiose uh, yeah. duel between them. And so initially from what I saw, I was like, oh, that was quick. Like that was <laughs> it. But then when I thought about it and, you know, the stakes and the emotion and every, kind of the other side of what I enjoy from a duel, I think it was perfect, you know, because, you know, Kadobi had risen above, you know, all of the anger that he'd felt in his in the in their duel and the Phantom Menace and all that. A lot of that was driven by, you know, when he especially when he lost Qui-Gon and, you know, the anger that he felt and trying to fight against Maul. But in in this duel, it was he had risen above all that and all that emotion and all that baggage in the past you know where maul had clung on and yeah. i i think it's uh i'm really glad that you mentioned that i didn't know if that was going to make top three for anyone but i'm really glad it did uh because it's fantastic a great moment yeah uh, i'll take back some of the things i said about you andrew andrew because i saw your water bottle again it has that radio rebellion sticker so you're okay you're, you're back on good graces a little <laughs> bit all right so i put it up in the chat but mo said that that's the one she was talking about referring to the grand inquisitor and canaan then amy adding that kenobi versus small in rebels is her number one the contrast of obi-wan's peace versus small's ongoing frenzy like you mentioned andrew frenzy thirst for revenge especially when contrasted with her number two when they fought in the phantom menace so amy's number two is duel of the fates Obi-Wan, Kenobi, Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon versus Maul. Will it make our top three? Let's find out. So, Andrew, what's your number two? My number two, um, I'm going to go with Luke versus Vader from Empire Strikes Back. Uh, that was one I'd kind of slept on in the past, and then I'd recently, I guess in the past year, maybe during lockdown, like rewatched the saga, and when I saw that one again, um, 
I think just the everything behind it where, you know, Luke thinks that he's good enough to take on Vader. And, you know, this is when people say that, you know, oh, Vader wasn't like that menacing in the original trilogy. Like, this is why we needed the scene from Rogue One. I'm like, did you not watch that duel? Like, you know, I think you uh, you both might have mentioned how he just grew increasingly pissed off as the fight went on and absolutely just wrecked Luke. I, I love that. And, you know, I think for, you know, as much as the original trilogy duels get, you know, bashed for, you know, not as stylish as the other ones. I think that duel was, uh, I did not see much wrong with it at all. I, I love the stakes behind it as well as just seeing Darth Vader absolutely, absolutely put Luke in his place. I think that that duel and the end, you know, the end yeah. of it with the, you know, no, I am your father. It's, it's fantastic. I, I think it's the best ending to a lightsaber fight, apart from my number one. But it's, <laughs> I, I just, oh, it's, I mentioned it, it's so well done, like movie wise. And I love it. And he, at the beginning, he's like, oh, little boy wants to you know, be a big boy. <laughs> okay. Wants to play. And it's that, it's when he hits him in the arm. He's like, okay, yeah. this is yeah. over. <laughs> yeah. So this is, Unfortunately, my number four. I God, oh. man, I'm so Can sad. Can we remove you? <laughs> no, Dude, I don't know. It's again when we can't, we've said it like twenty times. When we come to this top three, it's so difficult. And I have another one that probably is my top five, my number five. But Vader versus Luke of the original trilogy is my favorite. Everything that you said, Andrew, makes sense. And it's Vader is so menacing because it's not. He's toying with him. He's hiding. I don't know why. He's throwing things with the force at the same time that he's dueling. One thing that I've always said, I kind of get lost about Vader's use of the force. Because, well, yeah, once he's in the suit, he doesn't have that connection to the force. And this is just me probably doing my mental work. But everyone that uses the force to move stuff is always using their hand. Okay, this is going to go here. He has both hands of his lightsaber and using just his mind to throw crates You're at Luke. Right. So that's how oh. connected it is to the force. And then just, ah, I'm coming out of this corner. I'm going to slash you in half. Like, do you? What's this close to slashing Luke? And oops, you're not going to find out under that. But then, like you mentioned, as soon as Luke hits that cheap shot, he's like, okay, we're done. Your hand's oh. going off. I'm going to break you mentally. So, yeah, that's great. I, oh, man. I can't take my number three. But yes. Oh, man. So close. So your number two, Ati, what's your number two? My number two is the reason uh, Kenobi versus Maul was not on this list, and <laughs> it's Ahsoka versus Darth Vader. Okay. Because oh yeah, I number one, the setting is so cool. It's a Sith temple with lightning and everything, and I I just love it. It's I love Ahsoka. She's a great fighter, and uh, seeing that reencounter, the emotion behind it, and how it all ends with. You know, that's not the end of the fight, but it's basically almost the end of the mm -hmm. scene when she breaks the helmet and we see the eye and we he we hear um what's his name? It's ah oh, the the actor from the Clone Wars. I can't remember. Matt Lantern. Ma Matt Lantern. We we hear Matt Lantern's voice, and you know it's it's some of those few moments that you know we know what happens. We know Darth Vader is in the original trilogy, but watching that fight for the first time, I was like. Is he gonna turn? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I was like, "What's going on?" And I think Ahsoka is one of the few people who could have actually reached him, and you know, she couldn't. And I really hope we get something like this in the Kenobi show. Like, maybe he's like this close to getting to him, and 
it ends. And yeah, no, and I, I just love the fight. It's it's one of those fights that's visually cool. It's you know she's jumping around. They're they're really really fighting. It's not like standing in their poses. Yeah. But uh, also the emotion behind it. It's perfect. Any thoughts on it, Andrew? I'm really glad that uh, that you brought that up. I think um, someone had shown me it, or at least the like a YouTube clip of it before. I had really like. I think it might have been before. I don't know at, at what point it was before I'd actually like seen Clone Wars or like you know watch it all the way through. But the first time that I'd seen the YouTube clip, I was like, okay, like cool duel on all that. But you know, once I actually saw saw it when I was watching Rebels and get the full weight of the story and all that, I was, it's just it's powerful. Like I, I don't think there's any other word for it than powerful. Where, yeah, it, you really had to question like, would anyone, if there was anyone who would be able to reach him, uh, it would have to be. Ahsoka, uh, you know, especially how torn up he was when she left oh, the order and all that, and then they're they're back and, uh, you know, it, the, yeah. I think the only people will be like Shmi dead, um, oh, Padme dead, and yeah. uh, Ahsoka and Luke. Yeah, like yeah, it's it's I don't know, it's oh. so great. I don't know if she. I mean, she, if anyone could have helped turn, it would have been her. But it it had to be Luke at the end. Yeah, but yeah, that battle is so grand. It's one of the reasons that Rebels Ahsoka is my favorite Ahsoka. Mm. Just her, she's grown up Jedi. She's just at top of her game, and that duel, that whole battle when she then cracks his helmet, kind of that cracking the armor visually and figuratively. So yeah, it's yeah. great. And Amy, we hit all your top three. So Amy says Ahsoka versus Vader is her number three, the weight of that fight, the way she holds her own against him in the middle of a traumatic emotional moment for her again, because she hasn't seen him since she left the order. I think now we know with Clone Wars season seven, but still it's, it's yeah. very emotional. Amy and, has a great top three. Yeah. yeah no, right? <laughs> we should invite her next time. If one of you guys have. <laughs> then Mo, I'm always saying that for him, number one is Anakin versus Obi-Wan. Number two is Ahsoka Vader. Number three is Anakin versus Barris. So much emotion. There's so much better in him. I love it. Again. Mm. Anakin so, Barris is very cool. It's yeah. one of those things. There's so many Clone Wars lightsaber battles. It's hard to, if you're not watching them constantly, it's hard to get through, all, kind of remember all those. So my number two, surprise probably to most of you guys, is Rey versus Kylo in Starkiller Base in The Force Awakens. Nice. I throw it. Nice. There is a battle with Finn. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I think. Uh, all right. Here we go. I lost my mic. I didn't recharge it. Ooh. Oh, that's fine. It, you can so, use mine. <laughs> all right. Oh, thank you. Oh, let me throw a coin all the way over there. Um, so <laughs> it doesn't go through. It's not all that goes monsters. <laughs> no diet in the forest years. So. Yeah, okay. that's my fault for saying that you guys wouldn't be invited. Man, I if I only was a better host. Uh, so first with Kylo versus Finn, that battle, uh, that lightsaber belongs to me. Finn kind of getting to his own with the lightsaber. Now we know all the way to the end, he was somewhat force sensitive. Kylo had just been shot, so he's just punching his side to get that dark side energy mm. and then very similar to Vader with to Luke hitting Vader and then Vader saying okay we're done when Finn kind of strikes him on the shoulder and Kylo goes okay kid you're done traitor hacks his back lightsaber goes flying and then his hand extends 
And I was expecting, okay, here's when Luke is gonna come in. When the lights are flush, everyone thought it was gonna be Luke. No, it's Ray. She's scared out of her mind. Or then my favorite theme comes on the force, the Jedi theme starts swelling. She starts getting a little bit more serious. Turns the lightsaber on, I get teary-eyed, and then this whole battle starts. And like you mentioned, Ati, at, at first she's buying time. She's just running away, hacking trees. But again, the setting in the snow, in this forest, we hadn't seen this kind of environment for them to also play with. But when Kylo has her in that precipice and, oh, you need a teacher, I'll show you the way to the forest. And then she remembers what Matt says, the forest, she closes her eyes, relaxes her breathing. We hear the forest theme again. And then she, when she opens her eyes, Andrew, you mentioned how well Daisy really acts in Rise of Skywalker. When she opens her eyes, she's 100% a different person than when she closed them. And then she goes chaotic on his ass. And then when both of them are just holding the lightsabers, the music is blurry and then hacks him across the face. First, I thought, oh, he went the Darth Maul route and just got killed in the first movie. Glad <laughs> that he didn't. But then what would have happened is that gap didn't open between them. Would she have gone for the kill? We don't know. So for me, that's my second, just the music, the emotion, everything in it just worked for me. I, that's really I, great. Yeah. I love that moment when she gets the saber. Yeah. Yeah. I I always tell the story that that was the moment I was like, oh, this trilogy is about her and yeah. the whole movie is about her and she learning the forest and I was surprised at that moment. Um, I, 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 I love that scene. Yeah, that's when I said she became the hero of her own story at that moment. She didn't know that it was her story till she finally, it calls to you. She grabbed it. Yeah, I think just the, I mean, I think that's one of like all time best moments in Star Wars. Her, the saber coming to her was, I think it's indisputably up there. I mean, there will always be the haters, but, um, yeah. but I think also what it means for viewers and seeing, you know, like, who is to become like, you know, to see like a, a female Jedi, like as the center of this trilogy. I think it's like, there's a lot of power and, and meaning behind that. And I love how you mentioned this, the, the shift when she, yeah. from, you know, when she closed and opened her eyes again from channeling the force, it was like you said, it's a totally different person, you know, from kind of fighting afraid of Kylo initially. And then, See, seeing that confidence in her then knowing that the force was with her um it's a great a great choice i love that all right so we've reached our top one you know what i'll go first because i'm pretty sure everyone knows where it's going it's been mentioned before it's about all the heroes it has to be anakin versus kenobi it doesn't not there's nothing that stops this for me emotion wise Music-wise, is my second favorite, and I know it. It's also the Anakin versus Obi Wan, the the score for it. But you mix in Battle of the Heroes with Palpatine and Yoda, which is another great one. But Anakin versus Kenobi. If I'm saying that emotions is my most important thing and connection to the characters, it has to be that one. It breaks my heart every time I see it. Just watching it when we did our watch along, it was just spectacular. And it's one of those, I don't know, it's everything about battle. Yeah, some of the moves are very choreographed and whatever. This is people that grew up together, brothers, father figures, and then the end, don't try it. I love you, we're my brother, I hate you. Mm. It breaks my heart every time. And that's everything is in that battle. That's why they can always show it's so important in terms 
hopefully they don't mess anything up. Do I want to see them battle again? Yes, but yes, I do. And if they don't, that's fine. But the emotional, what I want for that show is that emotional connection. They have to have a talk, a chat, even if it's through the force or in person. And like you guys said, maybe he gets to him or there has to be something that look what you made me. Look what I became because of what you did to me on Mustafar. So that battle to me, it's just, I don't think anything is going to top it, at least for right now. So Battle of the Heroes, my, not, my favorite lightsaber fight. So we'll that go there. there. Yeah, you had to. It's it's the best. Like it, it, really, it really is. And it, I, I mentioned it at the beginning. I was referring specifically to this one. Sometimes the most emotional ones are the coolest ones. Mm-hmm. And this one, it's like a 16-minute fight. Yeah. I, I remember I, I had a clip of that fight, like you know, that whole sequence in Revenge of the Sith, but only that fight. It, mm-hmm. They didn't cut to Yoda and, and Palpatine. And I would watch it constantly. It was like yeah. 15 minutes of just slashing at each other and it's you know it's powerful that that how it ends it's just horrible <laughs> yeah i i think that uh as for as much flack as some of the acting in the prequels gets uh, i think hayden and ewan knocked it out of the park there especially ewan i think with the whole yeah. you know the ending to it exactly You're, you were my yeah. brother anakin i loved you um, you know, I think minus like the twirling sabers and kind of swinging at each other on the on the ropes and all that. Yeah. I think minus those two, it, it's like almost something that we've like a fight to that, it, like the with that kind of gravitas and all that. I think it's almost like nothing we've seen in in Star Wars with that. Just the meaning behind those two, culminating with just how you know sad the ending of Revenge of the Sith was. You know put that fight in there too and it's just the the emotional weight behind it um it can't it can't be beat well i guess it can be by some of the rankings but really i think yeah it's 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 up there and will always be i think yeah all right so let's keep going with you Andrew. what's your what's your number one yeah i think this might surprise some people um i'm gonna go qui-gon versus maul uh in phantom menace on on tatooine um I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> that was cool. That was cool. But I, I'm going to have to go with uh, Duel of the Fates uh, oh, okay. from the Phantom Menace. Where, you know, absolutely iconic. I think, you know, in the build up to the movie as well, seeing a double bladed lightsaber like what? You know, it's it was so cool to see. And I think visually the fight, especially when it gets the one on ones between Qui-Gon and Maul and then Obi-Wan and Maul, especially after that after that barrier drops and Obi-Wan yes. just goes off and well, you know, goes off as well and ends up besting him uh, before his arrogance blinded him. Uh, it's, I think given those, those pieces as well, I think when the three of them were fighting, it was, it was cool, but I think it really shown when it was, you know, master versus small and then apprentice versus small. Um, and I think the weight behind what that duel means for the larger saga as a whole uh, is, you know, it's immense. You know, really, that is one of the moments that changed the story for Anakin as well. You know, the the man who freed him from slavery on Tatooine and would have, you know, that's probably one of the most asked, you know, what if questions, you know, what if Qui-Gon hadn't died, you know, how that would have changed things for Anakin. Um, But I just, I think... Again, Ewan McGregor, the acting, especially after uh, Qui-Gon died, it's just you could see it very much like how, you know, with with Daisy Ridley's acting with Rey and the duels and the sequels, you could really feel it. 
Um, and I think it's that is one of the duels that I can just watch over and over and over. The music, the score as well, absolutely fantastic. Uh, you know, you you do have to wonder how lightsaber battles would would be for the viewers if there if there was no music and just you know just the clash of the sabers. But I really think all the pieces of that fight, you know, the the story, the emotion, the music, the choreography, it, it will always be, I think, my favorite forever. Yeah. So. Yeah, so again, this it was in my top five, and it was my favorite for a long time. But everything that you said, I'll, I'll echo everything that you said. So I want to add anything to it, anything to add to it, Oti, before you then jump to your number one. Yeah, no, my my favorite moment of that fight, you know, the, the fight is very cool overall. But that that moment you mentioned where where they're all separated and you see different. Um, different versions of the same thing being the force and how you see how Qui-Gon is just looking for peace, mm -hmm. you know, being quiet and thinking you have Obi-Wan behind him, just jumping <laughs> jacked up yeah. to fight like this up and coming Jedi who still has much to learn. And you have Maul who's like the Sith, the dark side user. And he's just like a caged animal. <laughs> yeah. Just like walking around. And I, I love that dichotomy be between the three. Yeah, I love also after he kills Qui Gon and then that Maverick comes and he's just yep. waiting for Obi Wan. Oh man, it, when he, he's ready to just go, oh, it's, it's a great one. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll put it. So let's say hi to our friend Dale. He says a little bit hey, late. We doesn't matter, Dale. We'll, we'll love when you're here. All right. If so I can, if I can mention, just I, I think just being the book the book guy that I am, I think also everything that happened in Master and Apprentice, you know, one of my favorite books in Star Wars. I think given that story as well will make that duel just mean all the more to me. So I just had to throw that in there, you know, being the yeah. book podcast that I think Master and Apprentice adds into that for me. Yep. So, yeah. So before you go out there, I also want to say something about Galaxy of Sounds, but I haven't finished it, but Amy mm -hmm. says that Star Wars Galaxy of Sounds special on Disney Plus has clips of some of these live action battles without the music. Mm -hmm. That way they put them together. They maintain a lot of the emotional weight. So you got to check nice. that out. I've seen a yeah, few episodes of not all of those. I got to check it out. All right. Yeah. So time has so, come out. My number one, it's from a movie that sits very low in my ranking, but it's from Return of the Jedi, and it's Luke versus Vader. Mm -hmm. And, you know, talk about emotion, talk about stakes. It's, for me, that's the most that's in line. Like, Luke's fate, Vader's fate, the fate of the, the rebellion, galaxy. the fate of the yeah. galaxy. <laughs> Everything is, you know, boiling down to that moment. And... You know, it's it starts off like this standard duel, very similar to to what we saw in Empire. But then you, you mentioned it earlier when Vader mentions Leia, he breaks and he just like goes to town with him. And that's when the table is turned like Vader has nothing to do there. Like he will <laughs> not win that fight. And I mentioned it has the best ending because for me that ending look throwing the saber like i'm not gonna do this like mm. it's the 80s man it's the <laughs> peak of well yeah. the 90s are the peak but it's this moment where we get these badass action heroes with these mm. badass sequences and this movie the conclusion of star wars the biggest franchise ends with the hero saying i'm not gonna fight yeah and it's the emotion behind it and i i've mentioned it on the on the podcast that I never really got that until I saw Last Jedi and how that mirrors what happens in that movie. 
And I just love that sequence so, so much, especially for how it all ends. And, you know, everything's at stake. The, the fight is cool. I really like the green versus red. We also Ooh. get that in Phantom Menace. But it's it's so emotional and it's it, it, so much of what Star Wars is, is in that fight and it's displayed in throughout those scenes. And, you know, I, I don't really like Revenge, Return of the Jedi that much, but everything with Palpatine, Vader, and Luke, it's yes. just perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And then that line is probably my second favorite line, if not my favorite line of all of Star Wars is, I'm a Jedi like my father before me. And that's all you need to know about Luke and why he's doing what he's doing. I, I love how he he gives like this cocky nod, like my father. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. He's like, yeah, that, 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 like, but he's like, that's sorry, dude, Dad. You, <laughs> he's like that dude you call your apprentice. He's a Jedi. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's cool. I love that. I I really I like how you also connected that moment to what we got in the Last Jedi, Luke. You know. That will always be my Luke as well. Uh, you know, I don't think they're different at all. Uh, and I think it tracks. That's another conversation. But um, I, I do like, I think there's so much power in that where when he says, you know, I'm, you know, as uh, I guess the first part of what he's saying, I am a Jedi. Like, that's that's what it's about. You know, the Jedi aren't about, you know, wielding the saber for violence or revenge, you know, out of anger. Like, I think it, it that the meaning of what it means to be a Jedi and throwing down the saber you know, and I've read a little bit about this in the higher public where, you know, it's it's a it's a weapon of like last resort, like, yeah. you know, and I think it's it's perfect that uh, that moment where it's like, yeah, this is what it means to be a Jedi. And if that means choosing not to fight and I love also bringing in the historical context and the, the cultural context of the time, it is powerful, powerful yeah. to finish up at least on my end with a mass and apprentice quote. I choose the light because mm. it is the light. That's it. Yep. Perfect. <laughs> All right. I'm surprised. I'll say, again, great top three. I'm extremely happy that we didn't match in any of those. I'm surprised that the duel in The Last Jedi didn't make it. The one with the Praetorian guy that was, was going to make it to the top five. It was cool. I, it was I, cool. I wanted to put it, but... Yes, cool. I, I I like more the the scene that leads to that. It's no okay. Kylo. All right. So with that kind of again, great job. It's it's difficult. With I'm sure if we do this a, a month from now, we'll, we might have a different one. Totally but, different list. Yeah. If we had yeah. done this at four instead of five, I would have had a totally. <laughs> oh yeah, different right. List. <laughs> and I tweeted out at four forty. I'm still trying to decide my top three. I'm looking at them and okay, I, I think that's okay. But we reach to my favorite part of the show when I we listen to you guys and it's Rebel Thoughts. Alright, so we did get a couple of short submissions. First, we'll go with some of our viewers' favorite lightsaber fights. We'll go through them quickly because then we get a bunch of what if. What if lightsaber mm. fights? We all love what if, right? So first we have from our friends on Twitter, Malik at King Kyber. Let me do this right. He writes. Anakin versus Ventress, Clone Wars 2003. Yep. We mentioned this a little bit before we started the show, and then as we went on, we kind of mentioned a little bit. This battle that I had forgotten about is a six-minute-long um, lightsaber duel. It starts in the forest, mm. rain coming down. When I did my vision stock, I said how much I love in the episode The Elder when he 
the master turns on his lightsaber, it's raining and there's steam coming out of it. That visual just, oh, I haven't seen this yeah. before. Oh no, they did in 2003 mm -hmm. when Ventress and Anakin has their lightsaber. So it's a great battle. Anakin goes full on dark. They're fighting the forest in a cave, in a temple, everything. So it's a great lightsaber battle. Yeah, no, I, I mentioned it in the RO mentions. It's very, very cool. Yeah, I, I rewatched it. I was telling you, you guys off air that I rewatched it, you know, a little bit before we went live. And I do have to say it was really funny uh, to me, like when they did take the fight to the temple where, you know, uh, Ahsoka, yeah, no, uh, Asajj <laughs> had, yeah, Anakin versus Ahsoka, uh, where Asajj had the high ground and it, it had started raining and they oh. were just staring at each other for like, a minute it was it was it felt so long but it was watching that again i lo i love the the change of scenes you know from where they're fighting and and also you just see anakin just steadily go off and and uh you know i think doesn't he wield the the, the red lightsaber i look at his face like oh if you didn't fall i was gonna yeah, yeah. it was it's a great that's a great one yeah. And then Mo threw in throne room scene is an iconic, definitely another honorable mention. 100%. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let me find the next one, which comes from my friend. She was here a few months ago. I will get her back. It's Jedi Geek Girl. And she's saying that for her, wish I could join you guys on this topic. My top three live action are Obi Wan, Qui Gon, and Mo, Phantom Menace, Yoda versus Palpatine, that we really didn't touch too much on it, and then Luke versus Vader in Empire Strikes Back. So we mentioned most of those, but Yoda versus Palpatine again, Dark Lord of the Sith, Grandmaster of the Jedi, finally going at it. Great fights. I think not just like Sarah, but force, music, emotion. During the Senate chambers, throwing this at each other. It's a great battle. Yeah, so anything else to add? I mean, yeah, I just think, cool you know, the pinnacle yeah. of light and dark at the moment, yeah. just going at it, it's it's great. It's cool. Yeah. All right. And then for our final kind of fan question, um, lights around there is from my friend Lauren Romo. Like I said, she was here last week. Kenan and Ezra versus the Grand Inquisitor, Ahsoka and Vader and Anakin. The Ahsoka versus Vader slash Anakin and Rey versus Kylo in The Rise of Skywalker. Um, I think we talked about all this already. So great choices by Lauren. And if you guys haven't checked our vision stock, it's, it's live now. We recorded a few days ago. So great. So thank you, Lauren, for your picks. But I said it. So after today, I got a bunch of what if. So I asked out there to you guys, what if, what other type of lightsaber showed us would I like to see? And we got a cool one. So let's, let's talk about a few of them. What if lightsaber fights? Mm. So I didn't do any graphics for them because there's too many. I was running out of time. So I just mentioned them. So Malik, again, at King Kyber, he said he has like four. So we'll pick one. But he said Kylo Ren versus Dooku, Anakin, Revenge of the Sith, Anakin versus Ahsoka, Mandalorian Ahsoka, Mace versus Dooku, and Mace versus Kylo. So I guess we can go pretty quick. Kylo versus Count Dooku. It's Count Dooku all the way. Don't let me grab my lightsaber. <laughs> Dooku wrecks Kylo, right? I agree. I agree. Yeah, I unless like Dooku breaks uh Dooku. Because I, I think maybe Kylo is more powerful with a lightsaber, but Dooku's smarter. Yeah, yeah. It's the his technique is just above. Yeah. So 
Revenge of the Sith, Anakin versus Mandalorian Ahsoka. This is a cool. I don't. This is tough. This is a tough one. Because she beats Maul, and yeah. Maul is very powerful. I don't know. I, I'd have to go with Revenge of the Sith, Anakin. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's tough. If. I don't, know. I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it, I it, say, it will be the fight of the ages. I think, I think Anakin, if he's kind of the Darth Vader already at this point, yeah, because he will do whatever it takes. Um, Ahsoka will be trying to bring him back and wouldn't do that killing blow. She doesn't kill that clone. She wouldn't kill Anakin. Mm. I think he will take that opportunity to strike her down. Yeah, so... Right. Anything else? No. I, I'll just mention. I think part of how powerful Anakin is in Mustafar is how angry he is yeah. at Kenobi and Padme. Yeah. If Ahsoka arrives on her own to, let's say, they fight there instead of Obi Wan, it's Ahsoka and Padme is not there. I think he wouldn't be so enraged. He would be angry because they're fighting. But maybe she could get the upper hand in some way. I don't know. I don't know. It, it would be a massive epic fight. Sure. Let's let's move away. This is this is too hard. Yeah. <laughs> An issue. And Mace Window versus Kylo Ren is Mace again. I think easy. Mm. No. I I think I would agree. I think he's just more of a refined fighter than Kylo. You know, I th I think he was re revered as kind of like one yeah. of the best duelists in, or maybe if not the best duelist in the order. I think maybe Yoda was like stronger with the Force, and Mace was strongest with the saber. I would have to go with Mace. Yeah. Yeah. Kylo's too unstable. If, yeah. maybe, so, if if he has a good day, maybe, but he's too. Bad. <laughs> if he has a good. Day. Okay. So this is a good one. Two people that just beat Kylo Ren. So Mace Windu versus Count Dooku. I think that's a good. That's a good challenge. Mm. I'll Not still a... go with Mace. Yeah. He he beat Palpatine like he. I, how much of that was an act of Palpatine for Anakin to ship in? I don't, I don't know, think. But... I don't believe that. I think Mace beat him straight up. Yeah. No. Me too. Me too. I, I agree. But I, I think it's Mace. Like for the reasons we just mentioned, he's like a very skilled fighter. He just beat Palpatine, who was Dooku's master. I think it's Mace. Yeah. I'm. That's a that's a really good that's one. A good one. Yeah. I I think I might still err on the side of Dooku, just you know, uh, apprentice to Yoda himself, and you know, just really one of the best duelists that we've seen. I that would I don't know maybe it end as a draw. Maybe it doesn't yeah. as, as, as a draw, but I think I'm just gonna go with with Dooku. That's tough. That's hard. That's <laughs> a, I, I was gonna say I'm not gonna answer. I think if mates. <laughs> Has to tap to the dark side to get to Dooku, mm. then maybe he's able to turn him. But that's I can't pick. Yeah, I think let's go. Let's call it a draw. Then our friend Davor from a larger view of the Force podcast says that Clone Wars Maul versus Darth Vader. I like Maul. Darth Vader. I, I think Vader still wrecks him. Uh, Vader. Yeah, I have to go with Vader. <laughs> yeah, Clone Wars Maul is there. Ahsoka beat him. Vader still beat Ahsoka in that duel in Clone Wars by a little bit, but I think Vader. And yeah, 
I think it's Maul's the only Star Wars character that's destined to lose. Yeah, yeah right. If, we, if we're being consistent, he has to. <laughs> we just mark off all the other ones. So then, Lauren Romo from the Galactic Podcast and the Geek Broadcast says, so he has three, Maul versus Vader that we already mentioned, Kanan versus Maul. I don't think they really fought mm. in, in Rebels, but might be that scene that you said, oh, the Maul is destined to lose. Yeah. But... It, I mean, if blind Kanan could yeah. kick him off the edge, then I think. <laughs> okay. And then this is a cool one. Ventress versus Ray. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'll Ooh. say Ray. It depends mm. if it's force if okay, let's go oh. with of Kai Walker Ray. I think she's one of the best. But Ventress is a great, great dualist, and that yeah. would be a great fight. Because Ray yeah. hasn't fought someone with two lightsabers. She unhooks mm -hmm. that and starts fighting with two lightsabers. Oh man, that's uh, that. I That'll think that's my fight. that's one yeah. of my favorite fighters. So thank you, Lawrence. Again, we we're not gonna pick winners. I don't think we're gonna. And then let's finish up real quick. At Gina, my status writes Anakin and Ahsoka. Oh, if Anakin, Ahsoka, Mace Windu, and Maul went to arrest Palpatine. Who's clearing? That's what she, who's coming out. So instead what's of what's the lineup? Anakin. So Mace and Anakin, which we know, mm -hmm. but instead of taking those other four chumps, it's <laughs> ah Ahsoka and Maul. So yeah, like the, the, she she teams up with them in Mandalorian yeah. and they go to Coruscant. Mm. I think they, they have a shot at taking I, I, I don't think they only win. They win in like five minutes. Like, <laughs> is very mile, powerful, yeah. but so is Anakin, so is Ahsoka, so is Mace. So is... It is just yeets it yeah. out the window, so I'm not making this. Yeah. I, I think it's a no contest. Yeah, if there was no, like, if you kind of take away the strings from Palpatine to Anakin, like, you know, kind of sever those mm. ties and just like, just those kind of on paper. Yeah, yeah I, I gotta go. I don't think, I don't think Palpatine stands a chance. Yeah. <laughs> So what if I'll now throw a wrench if Anakin turns there and it's Anakin and Sidious versus Ahsoka, Maul, and Mace? Oh. That's a little bit... I, I still think they can take him. I think they can take him. I still think Yoda and, and, mm. and Kenobi could have taken Sidious if Yoda wasn't such a... Oh, I, I've lost. I gotta go into exile. Just grab Kenobi and go finish. <laughs> I'm just wondering. Why didn't you know Kenobi go like, "Hey, I just beat Anakin because he did beat Anakin. Yeah. Let's go fight the Emperor again." Makes no sense, yeah, right? Right. <laughs> I know they have a pregnant woman in tow. That's okay, makes sense. But leave just her, just leave her in that crater and go to go to Coruscant. You know where he is. You already chopped up half of the clones in the temple. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, yeah, I think Anakin, Ahsoka, Mace, and Maul wreck mm. shop. It's the end of the Empire. I mean, it never comes to fruition. And then our last one, Scale Cybon at Scales 20 writes, Kanan versus Sabine. I'm not sure if this is talking about her favorite in the, when mm. she's mm -hmm. learning to use the Darksaber, I'm guessing. But she replied under my what if. So Kanan versus Sabine, they have that fight. Mm. Sabine kind of bests him a little bit at the end, but Kanan is teaching her how to. It's a, it's a very good scene. It's a very good scene how yeah. she has that breakdown in the end and just spills out how, how she feels. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, all right, guys. So that 
that wraps it up. Great show, great conversation. So and thank you guys for being here. Thank you for you guys in the chat. You were awesome as always. And to everyone that sent us their comments. So can't wait to do this again, Andrew. We'll see you again in, I think, two weeks for yeah. that big showdown. And Oti, I'll take it back. You, you're welcome anytime. So you'll be back <laughs> again. So Andrew, where can people find you and what are you kind of working on? We know Night of the Jedi, where are you for your next? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, first, I just thanks for having both of us here. This is great as always. Really love it. Um, yeah, no, if, uh, if anyone wants to, uh, to find out what I do, uh, I run a Star Wars book podcast, Outer Rim Reads, going through novels in the canon chapter by chapter, currently in season three covering Light of the Jedi. This is my first time reading through it. Uh, we had uh, episode 43 air uh, last Tuesday. And so, uh, I guess a couple of Tuesdays from now, it'll be episode 44, I think covering through chapter 12. Uh, yeah, so making my way through Light of the Jedi. Episodes air every other Tuesday. So uh, if you're into books and currently Light of the Jedi, then love to have you listen. All right, Alti. Yeah, so you can find me and on Twitter and Instagram, um, EP Star Wars, what it says <laughs> like down here. Um, I host a bilingual podcast. Um, when is it in English? When is it in Spanish? Whenever I feel like it. If that doesn't encourage you to come over to listen to the podcast, I don't know what will. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, again, Andrew, Oti, thank you for being here. I have the pleasure of being on both of you guys' podcasts. A lot of fun, as always. And thank you, Amy, uh, Mo, Dale, so everyone that made it. Thank you for another one. Yes. Oh, another Barca fan. Sorry. <laughs> Um, so for me, I always say, if you're watching this, you know where to find me, but at Radio Rebel Pod on Twitter and Instagram, RadioRebellionPodcast.wordpress.com, our website where we have all our book reviews. You can find all our episodes there, either video or audio format. And sometimes I write if there's any big news that drops, like those book review, book announcements. I also talk about that there. Live shows every Saturday at 5 p.m. And then the audio version comes out on Monday. So... Thank you, guys. Stay safe. Be safe. And may the force be with you. Rebellions are built.